What we have found is in business, a lot of people say the riches are in the niches. Welcome to Mitten Money, delivering insights from Michigan-based business leaders, big and small. William Zank, host of Mitten Money at TriStar Trust, loves nothing more than creating this masterclass so that you can get insight to guide your leadership journey in just under 30 minutes. Subscribe today and connect with William at mittenmoney.com. What's going on, everyone? You're listening to another episode of Mitten Money. So quick question, what's one thing that every business wants more of? It's referrals. But why wouldn't you though? It speaks to the value of your work and there's less marketing that you have to do to get that next customer. How do you go about building it though? As you can guess, today's episode is all about that. Joining us to chat is Krista Ellison of CD Dents Inc., which is a paintless dent repair company. As you'll soon hear, she's a go-to expert about all things referrals. We chat about how to build a referral pipeline, how to overcome common barriers that stop people from building one, and why she went into this niche field to begin with. So for those who may not know Crystal, could you give the listeners a little background on yourself and CD Dents? What drew you initially to this area of the auto industry? Yeah, those are great questions. I actually have about 24 years in the car business, sold cars for three or four years, worked uh, special finance for about eight years. And my husband was actually in this niche industry and asked me to come along for the ride. So I said, yes, let's do it. And here we are 15 years later. So essentially, it was me supporting him and taking my suit and high heels off and my nice nails and getting dirty with the boys and learning how to metal work and understand the fundamentals and the benefits of that. Sure, that makes good sense. And through doing research for the episode, Crystal, I saw that the PDR repair process you guys advertise seems to be like a very super niche field. When I initially looked at it, I'm like, Hmm, what exactly is that? <laughs> it's a very super interesting topic that I think probably not a lot of consumers would know about. So do you mind touching <laughs> on that? And like, why did you decide to go into that? I mean, because what it sounds like, you and your husband have a wealth of experience. You guys could have went into X, Y, and Z, but instead you decide to go and explore into the super niche field. So do you mind talking a little more about that? The big benefits of paintless dent repair or the demeanor for many people, whether it's in Michigan or across different states, are you go and get your door dings out. The demeanor is to go to dealerships and body shops and kind of help them with the smaller type of ordeals. So we fell in love with understanding that we could bring it to a different level. And I tend to try to be innovative and how much bigger can we get once we dominate and hit that level? How much more can we do and really exploit what we're in the midst of. And so we decided to continually leave the state and come back, train, always get the latest and greatest tools, keep reinvesting in ourselves, and really become relevant in the skill of metalworking, understanding that you have 10 technicians in mid-Michigan that the demeanor is piggybacking off of, taking care of door dings and such, that we can essentially fish in a different pond and bring everything to a retail type of level, understand how to work aluminum and high-strength steel, and fix essentially damage that if the paint's not broke, everything kind of has a tension in the gauge of the metals and the current aluminums. So if we can mold that back, as long as there's no safety issues, overturning the customer quicker, saving factory finish, saving insurance claims, which is huge for insurance agents. 
management companies, then that overall, when we hit three or four hot buttons, is such a no-brainer. So we don't need to become salespeople. We just need to up our skill level, create the awareness, and we essentially develop great relationships in the community and we built our business based off of doing a great job, being the best that we could be. Sure. And then just double-clicking on that, how many other repair shops potentially either in the Great Lakes Bay region or within Michigan are experts within this PDR repair process? And what I mean by that is, to your point, exclusively what they work on in comparison to potentially doing a whole wide variety of other different repair opportunities or repair jobs itself. For those that do know me, I do have a little bit of ego and I'm prideful because of how far we've come and how far I've come in the industry. But not to toot our own horn, but also to toot our own horn, we are the only standalone PDR shop in the mid-Michigan area, probably up to a 45-minute span of mid-Michigan to handle the types of repairs that we're handling. And with our particular certifications between myself and my husband, we now have become the highest industry certified PDR shop, paintless dump repair shop in the state of Michigan. And with myself, again, not to toot my own horn, but I will for a quick second, I became the first master gold certified woman in the country to earn that. And so that's been an excellent way to connect with the community on relevance is to bury ourselves in the industry and just become the best that we can and bring what we've learned into the area and fully exploit that. And there's a lot of shops that have many different services and people tell me, oh, you can make so much more money if you were to get into paint or if you were to include detailing or paint protective film and these other aftermarket services. But what we've done is we've chosen to stay within our wheelhouse so people fully understand that we have to be the best that we can be because we have nothing else to fall back on. We can't just say, oh, oopsie, (laughs) that didn't work out. Let's paint that. So we have to take it to a different type of level because this is what we do. This is the only service we provide. So Crystal, just out of curiosity, could this process be used for any car, whether it's a Chevrolet all the way up to a Lamborghini? And then also, is this applicable to to almost any car you're whether I mean, is there like a limitation for how old the car might be to use this product or service? So great question, because that's a top three question that we get for people walking in the door. To simplify it, you got to think about not the vehicle itself, but the sheet metal, the outside of the doors or the fenders or the quarter panels or the roof skins. There's a couple different things that we have to think about looking at a dent. So if you look at a dent on a vehicle, you may think, oh gosh, this is a Chevy Silverado and it's aluminum body. Can this be worked out? We know that there's different tensions in aluminum versus high strength steel versus mild steel. I guess a better way to put it is we don't say, oh, that's a Chevy Cavalier and we can't do that. We're thinking about the elements of the steel. We're thinking about the bracing of the vehicle. Is the dent located in a spot on an auto panel that should not be compromised from behind when we're metalworking? Is there safety brace issues? So we also have to think about the skeleton or the core of the vehicle. Also is the dent or damage 
essentially in a location that has a lot of wiring. Do things need to come apart? Is it an electric vehicle to where we have to depower the vehicle? Because essentially we don't want to stick metal rods in panels that are fully powered. So we don't want to die doing our job. So we have to think about the elements of the core of the vehicle and taking into account where the location is. Is it on a body line? Is it close to body contours or concaves? Because again, everything has to deal with metal flow and how do we get everything back in its place and build up tension properly? Some people ask us, how small or big can you go? Again, that has to do with tension, where the body lines are to help strengthen the area so we don't have pick marks and stress cracks and waves in the metal. And so there's a whole science behind it if you actually care enough as a technician to want to take it to that level. We don't just stick metal tools and car panels and flop it around and see what happens. That's definitely not what we do. (laughs) Sure, that's really cool. And so I understand, Crystal, that your business is driven a lot by referrals. And so was this done intentionally or did it happen naturally over time? I would probably say both. What we have found is in business, a lot of people say the riches are in the niches. And we want to be able to educate as much as we can to the public and bring each customer in as an education portion when they're coming in for repair. We want to help them understand what's happening so that they can clearly define what happened to their vehicle to the next person. And we have just over time organically retrieved a lot of referrals that way. So I don't know, we kind of sit in between those two elements, if you will, because it's important to have the referrals. But also when we have needed to recreate the demeanor in an area of Michigan that the service is not really known, let alone to the level that we can take it. It becomes like a niche of a niche. (laughs) So we need the community's help. We need other business peers' help. We need customer help. We can either choose to spew a lot of advertising money and just have essentially everybody still kind of question, okay, well, what actually do they do? Or we can educate and really dive into creating a human element to what we do so that when someone's done being serviced and they're back out into the world, they just are a fan of what we do and how they're being serviced and how they're being treated, how they understand that we're hitting these hot buttons of solving pain points for them. Another big reason why referrals are so important for us in the type of business that we are is we are almost triple the price than anybody else doing what the industry people are doing. But people don't understand. Like I don't know how much time and money it would take for us to fully educate because it's just him and I. We have a technician. We have two other staff members. So for us to gain the quality of leads through referral, these customers are already sold before they come in the door. And so my price comparison or my competitor no longer becomes the 10 or 15 other guys that want to do everything for 50 bucks. It is the value is already built because we have the relevance in the community. Typically, when I ask people, how did you hear of us? They already have the touch points 
to media platforms. And so when referral is always seem to be it, people aren't questioning price. We're able to create a boundary of quality over quantity. We really have just built our business based on that. And so double-clicking a little bit into that more, did you find that process, the education process that you would do as you're trying to help educate the people before they go out back into the world again? Is that something that you picked up or started doing at prior jobs and then that's something you adopted currently at CD Dense? Or is that something that over time you saw that that was really responding and resonating well with the customers that you're having at CD Dense? Really for us to build value in what we were doing, we needed to make sure that we're connecting with our clients, that they know that we're the ones working on the vehicles, that what we say that we're going to do for them is actually what we're doing. Really, I think for me, it's bringing a human element into what we do. I know this may not be as businessy as people are used to, People are people and people, we always say in business, people do business with people that they know, like, and trust. But sometimes people do business with people that they know are going to give them a good deal, or they're just going to do it cheaper, or they're going to give them the buddy deal. Those three types of elements, that's not really in our wheelhouse. We're providing something that nobody else is doing and without a shadow of a doubt. And in the process of us quoting out customers, I know based off my experience in understanding other elements in the body shop type of industry that there are times that maybe we're saving factory finish and saving someone's cycle time. Maybe it's in for half a day or two days or whatever it is, opposed to three weeks. We're giving the customer the choice. We're saying, hey, this is the price. If you want that perfected in this particular manner, which is a completely different service over here, This may be less expensive for you, but the pro to our service is going to be X, Y, and Z. Or, hey, Mr. Customer, I know that you said that you wanted this completed. I'd be happy to do that. But at the same time, I know that if your hot button is cost or maybe there's a safety issue, we have to be hands-off. We need to get you referred out to a collision shop because there's a safety issue or or whatnot. So we really want one and two from day one be in full education mode so that the customer understood that they were spending their money in the way that they understood. That we also were community people. I don't want to feel like I have to duck and run somebody at Myers because I took advantage of them. I want people to feel like they're doing business with their neighbor that they can grill out with the next weekends and nothing changed. When you walk in, we've promised to do the job. This is the price. It's not always the cheapest, and sometimes it is. But there's these other elements that we've really felt passionate about being full circle and customer service and just really dealing with things in a way of integrity, which seems to be a little tiny bit lost these days. We live in a busy world and weird times, and we just want to talk to people on a human level and really help them. Yeah, that makes good sense. I appreciate you touching on those different topics. And so in your opinion, Crystal, what do you think is a common barrier for people who might get discouraged about building a referral process within their own business? I think a barrier is you have to, I think, be able to take the time, take the time with people. 
sometimes we get busy too, and it would be easy just to kind of funnel people out. Like, here's your estimate. When do you want to schedule? But really just having the conversation with people and seeing what works for them and talking to people like human beings so they don't feel like they're a number. I don't know if that answers your question or not, but a big barrier that I see in businesses, even when I do business, is everybody's such in a hurry. It's hard to build a proper referral funnel, so to speak, when you're so busy trying to make your money. So if you just slow down and literally take 60, 120 seconds to thank people for their business and really help them understand that if we did something great for you today, we would really appreciate a review if you could take the time out to help spread the word to your friends and family and neighbor. Or for example, if somebody says, I had a really, really good service, or I'm not used to seeing females, for example, in a body work kind of field, that was really interesting. Okay, great. Would you mind taking the time out to share that with others? Really just slow down with people. Look at them in the eye would be the suggestion. And people are human beings and we all work hard for our money. And building a referral system and building rapport in your community is everything. If that is not a number one you really have to re-gauge and really rethink what you're doing on a day-to-day is what I believe. Yeah, it sounds like being more intentional about the process and being less focused towards what you were mentioning about just a busy, busy, busy. Let's go out to the new task, new task, new task, repeat, churn, turn over, a little bit like that. Another super interesting thing that you mentioned was this kind of, do you mind leaving a review and letting us know about how you felt about the service, which is crazy because this kind of leads into when I was doing research for this interview. I noticed that your Google review score was a perfect 5 out of 5, which this is probably going to be the first time I've ever seen a perfect score, especially for a perfect score that has, gosh, probably 40 or 50 different people all reviewing about it. And so did you ever expect that to happen to eventually lead to such a perfect score? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did. We're hoping to gain more referrals. But just because somebody doesn't take the time to tell the world that they had a great experience, we get a lot of referrals. I would probably say 90% if I had to put a number on it and I'm just flying from the hip here is referrals or referrals of referrals or referrals of referrals of referrals. And what a blessing that is. And if somebody can take an extra 20 seconds to also do a review, that is amazing to me because I know how busy I get and sidetracked because we're all going in different directions. So for me, when we get a review or Google review, Facebook, or somebody's commenting, that is just really a cherry on the top. So I will tell you, I know for sure there's two reviews on Google reviews right now that one, there was a misunderstanding that I didn't cover my basis. And number two, there was a different situation that we rectified afterwards and that spoke volumes to the customer that we navigated that appropriately. And it doesn't happen very often that we have to kind of hit the reset button with somebody. But when you just treat people as good humans (laughs) and just know that we have to extend grace for one another, it's not a personal thing and a business thing for me. It's just treating people with respect And just knowing that there's going to be times that people are going to make mistakes or be in bad moods or come across a different way. So I do want to encourage people to that. 
if you feel like in your business that you made a mistake or, oh gosh, I shouldn't ask for a review for that person. Yes, you should. (laughs) Even if you make a mistake, because if you are working from your heart and you're working to the best of your ability, even if you have to go backwards two steps, 99% of the people will understand that and they will still highlight you and they will still cheer you on. That's just what I've learned in my experience. It seems like such simple advice, but it really takes a very conscious owner, especially a very intentional owner and employees to really make that happen. So that's uh, fantastic that you mentioned that. And so this is now time for our new lightning round of questions. And so Crystal, what would you say is your most important daily habit? This is going to get a little personal, but if people know me, I'm pretty transparent. Before the family gets up, I go out to my living room and I really just sit with myself for a few minutes in the dark and give gratitude. I'm thankful for my day. (laughs) The air doesn't come into my lungs by themselves. So I'm thankful for that. And I really just try to, how am I able to share with my day? How can I best exploit my day and be there for my foundation, whether it be family or business, and just really pray that I have the right conversations that reaches at least one person a day. It doesn't matter in what format. Always much needed. And so what would you say is a recent favorite TV show or streaming show that you're currently watching or maybe have watched in the past? This one's pretty easy. I would say nothing. I don't watch TV and I don't stream anything. I try to listen to podcasts. I struggle on reading books. But if I have time to stream, I mean, to each their own. Okay, for anybody that's listening to each their own. But for me, I'm so busy and so busy-minded and it would be really easy for me to just kind of sit and veg out. So for me, if I have time to stream or watch some TV shows, I have extra time to have an extra conversation with my husband or dive into writing some more in my book or just utilizing that time in different kind of outlets. So I don't have any favorites. <laughs> so. No, that's completely fine. And if you can be remembered for just one thing, what would that be? I would say passing the torch. I have learned through time. I'm 42 years old and I've learned that when you're giving to the universe, the universe gives back in ways that is unimaginable. And I'm truly grateful for that. So there's three things that I go through and process on a daily basis. And it always comes back to making sure that I'm intentional in my day. Even if I have a really busy day, I'm either shooting a text message or a phone call to somebody that I haven't spoke to in a while, intentionally asking them, hey, how are you doing? I haven't talked to you in a while. Or, hey, I seen that post. You look beautiful in that. Or, hey, cool, man. You get that award. Just kind of sewing in, even if it's a little blurb of time every single day. For me, I get really wrapped up into there's not enough hours in the day. Like there's so much to accomplish. There's, but if I can just tell myself at the end of the day that I had a really special conversation, whether it be two minutes or 30 minutes with somebody, or I helped educate somebody in something and essentially passing the torch in some kind of manner, it definitely always funnels back to passing the torch for me. I feel fulfilled in that manner. So Crystal... For those people who want to learn more about yourself or City Dense, what are some good resources for the listeners out there? Check out our website at cddense with an S, repair, C-D-D-E-N-T-S-R-E-P-A-I 
R.com. <laughs> you can obviously Google CD Dense and we come up everywhere. You can also visit our Facebook page, CD Dense. We also have a merchandise brand called Push Metal Gear. You can also see what's going on there. We have some other things in the works, but I would say those are our two main ways to reach us. Great. And thank you again for listening to another episode of Mid Money. Please don't forget to follow our podcast so you don't miss a new episode drop. Thanks, Tristel. Thank you. You've been listening to Mitten Money, sponsored by TriStar Trust. Subscribe to the podcast and learn more about how William and the TriStar Trust team can guide your small business at tristartrust.com. <laughs>